Hello and welcome to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gimmage, and I'm excited for another new episode of the Dash Podcast. Every week, we feature educators who facilitate solutions in school communities. And this week is no different. We have Miss Charlotte Nichols, who is a lifelong educator. She's worked in everything from early childhood, elementary, and even high school. So we're going to talk to her today about her experience in education. And as we get started, I want to let you know to go to TreyGamage.com right now to subscribe to my brand new email list. We'll only send you two emails a month, and I promise everything in it will be worth your time. And while you're on the website, take, make sure to click that shop button so you can learn more about a free SEL inventory with me. We can look at what an implementation at your school would entail. And also my new book, Every Decision Counts. Eight lessons I wish they taught me in school. Go check that out. And for now, we're going to get into our interview with Miss Nichols. How are you today? I am good. I hope everyone is fine. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Now, I see that you've got a long journey in education. Talk to me about some of your experience this school year. How's everything going? Everything is going well. My experience this year, which I have not had the privilege of doing, I am at a year-round school. So I'm having the experience of dealing with um, track-in and track-out um, opportunities. We track in for nine and a half weeks, and then we track out for at least four weeks, and then we go back again. So it's interesting to know that year-round schools um, do that for kids. What is what is track in, track out? What does that mean? Track in is where we have school. Track okay. out is where we take breaks. Um, the kids take breaks, like I said, for at least four weeks. Teachers go back um, the week prior and they they work together for three days to plan for the next semester mm-hmm. that's coming ahead. So when I say track out, that means the kids are on break, like they're on not really a fall break or whatever, but they're on a break from school. Yeah, yeah, understood. So you still have four quarters or is it four semesters in a year? You have four nine-week quarters, but instead of an eight-week or 10-week summer vacation, they get four weeks after each of those quarters? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm still learning it, but that's what I've gathered from what, what I have learned so far, yes. Okay. Have you enjoyed that process thus far? Uh, I would have to say yes. Um, it's really relieving that, that you can get a break and you're not as, for teacher, the teacher's sake, you're not as worn out as much, um, you know, trying to push through those weeks till June or whatever. You get a break, you get to chill, you get to do things, you get to go um vacations if you'd like it, it's a really good experience i like it so far yeah yeah that's good what well, how does it compare to um your previous experience in education well it's i mean it's basically the same except for you don't have like i said you don't have to wait for an a humongous amount of time like um if i was at my old school we would have to wait until april to break out because of uh, spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we had a break prior to um, spring break. Yeah. Um, and so you get a little bit of a um, break to relax and get yourselves back together before you teach again. 
um, like I said, um, in the other school, we would have to push for like 18 weeks before yeah. spring break. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. So what, is. what was it that encouraged you or inspired you to want to teach at a uh, year round school? Well, to be honest, I have to say this. I went through a transitional period after being at the College Preparatory and Leadership Academy. Um, I decided to resign from there because of some issues that were going on there. And after I resigned, I was trying to find another position. Um, and it took me a while to find another position. And one of my friends um, asked me to come to the Raleigh area. And I said, ooh, I never thought about that. You know, I, I always thought being at home, near home was my safest route, that I wouldn't leave um, the Greensboro slash um, High Point area. I yeah. thought if I stayed there, there I would be okay because my family was there. Mm -hmm. But um, without going into a long story, after losing my mother and then my grandmother, which are the two reasons why I stayed in Greensboro and High Point, um, to be near them, after I lost the two of them, I said, it's time for a change. Mm -hmm. And so I started adventuring out. And like I said, one of my friends asked me to come to the Raleigh area, and I was like, well, okay. She said, I have um, people that I can contact to see if they have any positions open. I said, okay. So I came and, and submitted an application. And just so happened, one of her friends said that one of her principal fellows needed a fourth grade teacher. And she said, get out of here. And she said, no, for real. She told me yesterday that I, she needed a fourth grade teacher. And just my luck, um, she went through my my application and asked for an interview. I was interviewed on the 20th of October and I was hired on the 22nd of October. Mm. So my interview went well with her and that's how I got to where I am now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's amazing how sometimes the experiences that are the most painful or the most challenging lead to the position of, of greatest happiness and joy. So. You know, it sounds like there was a, a rough patch that you had to go through right there, but it's gotten you to a place where uh, it sounds like you're pretty happy. Is that safe to say? Uh, yes, that is safe to say. Yes, I'm really, I'm really excited that I'm here. Um, and the fact that I'm making more money here than I am where I was. So I'm really happy where I am right now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And you've been teaching for a while, um, about 15 years or so. And you've taught at different grade levels, down from kindergarten, first grade, fourth grade, and even as a high school principal. You know, what age group are you, what's the most attractive to you? And I see it looks like the high school was just a one-time thing. So what differences have you seen or, or why, why did you want to choose elementary versus high school? Well, to be honest, I am certified K-6 in the elementary area. So that's how I got started. Um, when I graduated from my, my college, um, um, well, let me back up a little bit because it won't be right if I don't tell you this. Before I got into teaching, I was a teacher assistant um, at, in um, Greenville, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And from that point, I moved back home because I had a, a daughter 
And from there, I got a, um, a teacher assistant position there, and I started out um, in kindergarten. And um, because I couldn't finish my degree that I had in Greens Greenville, I had to switch my total um, degree area, and so I went into teaching. Yeah. When I, yeah, I went to a um, North Carolina A&T State University and did their non-traditional um, program. And for there, um, I got, like I said, I got into teaching. And so I got my um, K-6 license in two years. And from there, my principal that I was under hired me as a first grade teacher. So I started out in, kin in first grade. Um, I did kindergarten. Um, and the fact that um, during that process, I was going to um, – or applying to get my academically gifted certification. Mm -hmm. based, based upon that, after I got that, um, my principal was hindering me from teaching what we call self-contained AIG students. And I wanted to do AIG self-contained. And um, I said, okay, I gotta do something. And it, I think it, I knew then it was my period of ending that position as well because I ended up starting looking for another position. Based off that, I went to um, the nearby um, district of Thomasville, North Carolina, and applied there. Um, to my favor, my, my, my colleagues that I went to do AIG license with were in that, that um, school, and they knew me and interviewed me at that school. Based upon that, um, they hired me there and as a fourth grade teacher. And when I got there, they said, oh, you're the new AIG teacher. And I was like, uh, I guess I am. Um, and then I found out that I was the AIG teacher for that fourth grade, uh, one of the fourth grade classes there. And that's what started my career. Again, well, not started, but it, it began a pathway for me um, teaching academically gifted kids. Um, and it's kind of funny because like I said, my cohorts were going for their licensure, but I guess with me having my licensure already, I was one of the ones that, um, they hired to teach that particular class. Hmm. Um, okay. so, um, my years of experience started there. However, after, and I got to tell you this, cause, um, if it doesn't make sense unless I do this. Based upon that, after teaching AIG one semester, the next year I was asked to te teach AIG again um, for fourth grade. When I did, I had a student that was bipolar and needed to be um, challenged on the academically gifted level, so he was put into my class. Um, after being put in my class and the way that I dealt with him, my principal asked me, to um, apply for a scholarship that I didn't know, um, I, that I didn't know she knew I knew something about. Based upon that, she um, wanted me to apply for the North Carolina Principal Fellows in North Carolina, and um, I did. When she presented it to me, I said, okay, cool, I will apply. So in November, she gave me the application and I got everything in before January 15th. 
Um, wasn't really sure if I would receive the scholarship, but I received the scholarship in January. The next following year, after that particular year, I took um, time off to complete the North Carolina Principal Fellows. You have to complete it in two years. So in 2009, I completed, I started my um, pathway of North Carolina Principal Fellows. I graduated in 2011, um, and that's what brought me from elementary to high school, because when I did my internship um, in Lexington, North Carolina, the, the superintendent there wanted me to have my base school as high school, so I learned everything in high school versus the other schools. I had to report more in high school than I did the other schools. He felt like with me having an elementary background that I didn't need to spend as much time in, in elementary. So he wanted me to do high school, then come to middle school, then go back to elementary. Um, and I hope I didn't talk too much, but that's my that's how my career path began Yeah. Um, with um, my career and I loved every freaking minute of it. I'm sorry if that's not a word I should say, but I loved every minute of it. It was such a, because the kid, and I'm gonna be honest, the kids that I had for my principalship that year was the kids that I had taught in kindergarten and first grade. So they knew me as not only their kindergarten first grade teacher, they knew me as a principal level too. So it was really a good experience. Yeah. To have them see me from one level to another level. I loved it. Right. I, well, I love I love you sharing that experience for us. Thank you for telling, sharing that story. Is there, what's been your favorite part about the journey in education and getting to where you are now? My favorite part is allowing students to reach back out to me um, after they've gone through high school, going off to college, um, just going on with their lives and they're having a moment where they're remembering who I am and just reach out to me either, either um, Facebook because I don't communicate with kids unless they're out of school and they've gone on um, via Facebook or meeting them back like somewhere in the community and they'll walk up to me and say oh you don't remember me do you and I was like okay um, vaguely where do I know you from and they're like I had you in first grade. You were my first grade teacher. Um, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh. It's just really, really touching to know that kids remember you um, after having only a few moments of their life, you yeah. know, spending a few moments of your life with them. So that's the best part that I like about uh, being in education. For sure. I think that's, that's something that uh, you and a lot of people share in common, including myself, you know, getting to see the actual growth of the students that we work with is an invaluable uh, reward that we get to have from from our students. Is there a, is there a legacy or a mission that you're conscious of trying to leave for the students you're teaching? Can you repeat that one time, um, one more time, because you were going in and out on me. I said, is there a lesson or a mission that you're looking to leave a legacy for with the students that you're educating? No, I can't say that I, I do. It's just that um, my kids know that I've always wanted the best for them. So no matter what, if they don't have anybody to believe in them, they know that I do. Mm. Um, I have a student now that's, I think he's at Wesleyan College right now. He's playing football. 
and I, I really wasn't his teacher, but I, I tutored him. Yeah. And it was like, he, he always, he just reached back out to me as of yesterday saying, Miss Nichols, uh, and while I went out to, we had lunch dates when um, I was with him. So every so often I would have a lunch date with him so um, we could catch up and make sure that he was staying on the right path. And he he texted me the other day and said, Miss Nichols, I haven't forgotten about you. I said, yeah, you were just busy with football and whatever. He's like, no, we really have to get back up. So it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but that, those things like that really touched me because I could have been somebody he just totally forgot about. Your response. And I'm very appreciative for you taking the time to talk with me here today. Um, take some time out of your day to have this conversation. Is there any more words of encouragement or a message you want to leave with the audience that's listening to us right now? Um, well, I guess my Facebook page, my Facebook page is Charlotte Nichols. Um, we'll get you hooked up there with some links and everything we need for people to get in contact with you. Okay. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for listening this week to the Dash Podcast. Again, we feature educators who facilitate solutions in school communities and Miss Nichols does just that throughout her journey. We thank you for your time today and hope you come back next week. Don't forget to subscribe on TreyGamers.com and check out Every Decision Counts. This is The Dash.